This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined by Moera Karatai in Fakatane. Kia ora, Moera. Kia ora, Sam. How's it going? It's going very well. How is life in red? Um, life in red, in red so far is interesting as um, I've just started a new job uh, and everyone's just trying to figure out what our bubbles will all look like and splitting us all up into groups so that if you know one team goes down, the other team can pick up but we still have to talk about your summer because we talked about mine last show but now we've got to talk about yours how was your summer break sam my summer break was fantastic i did lots of swimming um lots of swimming around mostly around the harbor i think we've swum in almost every bay in the harbor um this this summer some some big loops we haven't yet made the full length of the harbor i'm hoping to do that this weekend we Went to Stewart Island to Rakiora, did the track. It was fantastic. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. We, we are certainly working out how we can get back as quickly as possible. Awesome. Um, and yeah, lots of lots of adventuring, but quite short adventuring trips. There wasn't a sort of a, a month away anywhere. So so that was pretty exciting. But that's kind of nice, eh? Because then you get to go home and then go on another epic adventure. Exactly. So that's really cool. Yeah, we just need to epic adventure you up to the North Island. We miss you up here. And who are we introducing today? It is my great pleasure to introduce Essex Kiwi, Kiwi of 40 years, playwright, mum of three, wife of an artist, and very interesting lady, I have to say. Welcome, Sarah McDougall. It is a pleasure to have you here with us today. Kiara, thanks for asking me. Welcome, Sarah. Where are you, Sarah? I'm in Broad Bay, California of the South. <laughs> I certainly swam in Broad Bay lots of times. Yeah, I had the warmest swim there the other day. It was it was particularly warm over in Broad Bay. In fact, Broad Bay was probably the warmest bit of the harbour. And clear water. Yeah. yeah, it's like a puddle. And if the tide's in, with the sun beaming on it, it's just... Blooming gorgeous. It is indeed. Our favourite swim is the triple figure of eight around all three islands from from Port Chalmers because we're on that this side. Well, I just do whips close to the edge and I leave a few kids out further in case anything's in the water. So we have been asking people how their bubble life was and of course now we have to change that and ask how people how their traffic light life is. Does that make sense? I think it does. How's your traffic light going? 
Well, I visited some mates today. I had somebody else come round. Um, I've had two people round with masks, one without mask, and then I went to meet friends for a bit of afternoon belated birthday, and we all hugged, and then we all said, this might be our last hug. Maybe we should elbow bump in the future. So I'm just not quite exactly sure of the etiquette of protocol with with fine and friends visiting. Yeah. yeah. So it's oh. I mean it's going all right. It's just like paradise. Yeah. I think people are a bit more frazzled this time. I think I think the last the last lockdowns and things it was a bit of a yep yeah, we can get through this we know it's we we can keep ourselves safe from this but this time the message that we're going to get it is a is change the game. Yeah, I don't like the idea of that. I you know I keep I I read what's coming and um, I've got the booster you know I'm totally. And I do a, a regular meeting in the local hall, and that's like show your vaccine pass. And I totally want that to keep safe because my darling's had cancers, had like 10 operations. So there's no way I want him blooming catching it. Yeah. So, but I mean, people doing a nine to five, definitely. But I've been working at home and I'm quite used to and in love with just getting on with it on my own at home. So, I can understand people doing like a paycheck regular job would find it harder after the third bash round. You're certainly in a nice place to be working from home. Yeah, it's total nirvana. How long have you I been there? I come from Acne Tower Block. An Acne Tower Block on the 19th floor with a coffin-sized balcony to definitely the quarter acre pavlova paradise yeah and i just had my house come around last week and they locked off all my hedges and a tree down the bank which maybe they shouldn't have done but now i've got me blissful panoramic view back again and tidied everything up and i've got a temple up the back which i made from the set materials after moon at the bottom of garden play everybody got paid but i got all the set materials so i I've got a temple up the back, which is better than 3K, I reckon. Let's take the first of your music choices. Let's have, it's a short one, but it's a powerful one. Let's have Plum Village in Gratitude. Why this one? Because um, the geezer, the monk, or whatever you call him, Buddhist Namcha or something like that, he's just died this week, and Buddhists find dying day better than birthdays they celebrate the dead days not that i'm into reincarnation but i just really like their sort of open peaceful loving manner but um i had a friend um who had cancer who went to paris to plum village and she got a huge amount of sucker from this staying there and um and then um her sister went there after she died she died and had a little toddler sort of lead her out the coffin out in the church and it's just very moving and you know I've went and seen her she's dying and she was singing this song she had a lot of support and it's all about acceptance and you know passing it on and yeah 
So I like it. And that's uh, because he died, I was singing it today and thinking of her and thinking of her sister and another mate who sent it song to her when she was on the hospital bed. So it's quite a lovely little song. In gratitude, you have water seeds of love in me. In gratitude, in gratitude, I will water seeds of love in someone too. gang of kiwis when i was 17 so right from young i've really loved the kiwi ethic of like you know it was aotearoa was like you know as big as uk but with the population of london's unemployed so it always sounded like blissful and a place i wanted to come and it seemed like equal though i didn't know like about all the colonizing with maori and ripping off of the land and stuff then but i um I um I fell in love with the most gorgeous man who's a Kiwi and we come here after I'd lived in Perth for a year and no I don't find it hard I mean I totally don't write about aliens I write about my experience and the neighbours and the family and the whanau and friends I just change their names really I sort of you write about my you know immigrant experience living here I had I I I always had like kept on putting the mortgage to go back home while my mum and my sister were alive with a foot in each country. But um, once once they died, um, I kind of felt quite able to just be settled here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's a very good thing. What if you had to define who we are as a people in this country and the, and what makes us different from 
people in the UK and people from Australia, have you given thought to what, what that is? What is the what is it that makes Kiwis Kiwi? Well, I, I do like the fair go, fair suck of the sav sort of thing. I don't know if that's an Aussie thing, but it is being um, like with the OE thing. Like in London, people would think you're mad to cross the river, you know. They would live on the same street, renting, mind you, and all generations of the family and stay there. Whereas to come to the other side of the world from that side seems quite mad. But, oh, I've gone off track. What did you ask me? Oh, I asked you what, <laughs> what makes Kiwis Kiwi, but you're actually answering that question because we do that all the time. We just, we, we up sticks and off we go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at America, they only read about themselves. I was in New York and they nothing was in the newspaper from outside. So, um, you know, most um, Kiwis I know have a world view beyond just their shores and, you know, like, you know, the whakapapa and back generations and experience other lands. So uh, that – and, and – um, it's it, oh, there is a class system, but it's not like toffs run everything <laughs> over here. So you know, like all the all the parliament, they all went to the same top, you know, schools. They're all like, you know, silver spoon in their gob. Here, of course, we get we've got some millionaires like Key and that ripping off everybody, but here it's. Um, of course, it's changed since all the housings got so expensive. But generally, I just love a Kiwi attitude. Mm. Well, yeah. I think it's really nice to have people come from overseas and appreciate those things about us. And um, mm. and now you're one of us, so you sound proud yes. to be one of us. We're proud to have yeah. you. Oh, that's nice. Well, it took me a while to be a citizen. I don't know why. I just because priorities, you know, being a couple of artists is an artist. I'm a writer. We don't get all that much dosh. So, but hey, we've paid off the mortgage finally this year. But um, now I forgot what you asked me again and where I've gone. <laughs> have, you got any, have you got any plays coming up? Have you got anything that's pending? Well, the, during the lockdown, I've written a novel, so I've got, I've got that. I've just got to sort of get that sent out to agents. Though the funny thing is, being um, like I have, it's kind of autobiographical novel. Of course, everyone's changed the names and things and added things and, you know, kill someone off and that. But um, a lot of it is the thread of me as the character going through it. But... Um, Half of I start from like it's a sixty-year journey, and all the fucker puppers around it. So, for a Kiwi um, agent, it might sound a bit iffy if it's about Harold Hill and Essex and London, for like a third of the book, and then it goes to Aotearoa. But that's what it is. So maybe I, I should it. send it to English agents. I've read some amazing books that have got that story in two places and because 
it, there's always something so wonderful about reading transformation stories and big change stories because it gives you the courage to actually make change in your life when you've been inspired by the changes that others have made. Oh, that's good to hear. Plus, I got clean here. I was like a using addict when I come over here, really quite mad and young. And, um, yeah, so I've, I've got cleaning board by, I've, you know, I ain't used any, any drugs for like, for your years. So thank you, Altiras, just totally changed my life. Give me that, happy family. That is cool. That is cool. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, totally not alone with tons of help. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it on my own. What what brought you to Broad Bay in particular? I know it's nicely found paradise, but what got you there? Well, when we stayed with my darling's mum, Ewan's mum, in Omru when we first come over, his cousin came round and she had a house in Omru. And she was broke as and she had three kids. And um, I thought, how did you get an house? And she got a um, housing corporation loan and she capitalised on a child benefit. And I thought, blimey, what a great thing to do because if you've got an house, the kids are healthy. If you've got stable housing, you know, Farno thrives. So then when we come to Dunedin, because you, you know, did we, I don't know, we, we, we ended up in Dunedin. And so then we... That's what we did. We turned my four-year-old, you know, got his, got capitalised on the child benefit. It was fantastic having that child benefit. I really wish if there's some way they could bring back ours and corporation and a child benefit and capitalise on the child benefit and there was a housing corporation that could give you a mortgage. I mean, the more, the interest rates was about 25 or 28%. It was expensive. But, you could get in on the backs of have the capitalise your child benefit. So that's what we did. So we just went looking and we found this house. We moved in. I didn't even know it didn't have a Kazi because there was only like 40 people in Broadway. Now it's millionaires, deluxe, flash cars all over the place. But, we, you know, we just had a bucket out the back and I was thinking, how come it ain't going away? I was used to just pull the chain, it disappears. But... um. I thought they didn't put the rubbish out when we came to see the house. But it was, you know, you and had to cart it up the back every week. Oh, blimey. So we had that for a couple of years. But no one could just get rid of the beautiful view because it's just heaven. Yeah. So that's how we come here because my darling came out with a real estate. And he said, this is it. And I looked at the view. I looked at the kids on horses, barefoot, coming down walking home from the school next door but one and I just thought yes let's live here Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokanui, Dunedin's favourite goddess Tahu Mackenzie Kia ora koutou Nga mihi arohanui kia koutou kotahu I hope you're all having a best day beautiful superstars in your beloved universes I really hope wherever you are whatever's happening around you this journey that we're all on together is proving to be very rewarding, very sustaining 
and illuminating for you and each day who you are a triumph of nature's art perfect unique and here making things better thank you now i know that for us all this has been a very difficult time and yet again we find ourselves in a place and a space of uncertainty we have omicron rampaging about and of course this means many of our events and for me the shows and concerts and various MC engagements that I had are all cancelled and this is for the safety of us all and I'm grateful that these measures are in place. I would much rather feel comfortable and safe and know that others are safe than not. So I'm pleased to see there's more spaciousness, there's more time for us to move together through this pandemic and get to a place where we can all feel a lot safer together. I know that for many of us all these abrupt and quick changes are very unsettling and we will be refreshing and updating all our health and safety policies at Orokonui. We will also be living with perhaps a reality where we have less visitors and this may mean again that we're altering our hours of operation to the public and how we interact. We'll see what unfolds. I personally feel that more than ever it's so important to have a space of healing and connection with nature in the sanctuary of course in my opinion is the best place for this being named for Artwa of peace having been acknowledged for hundreds of years as a place of healing such a beautiful space to visit not only to enjoy the kaka and takahe and tuatara but to enjoy that part of us that's often inaccessible in other environments so we shall see what unfolds at this time of course i know for many of us we feel that we're trying to work through something that is new and we're trying to understand and overcome challenges that are new but in many ways throughout time and space in our own lives and in the lives of our ancestors every life that has lived that stretches back in an infinite web and forward too we come across these challenges and i believe we have the skills and the power and the wherewithal and the reserves within us to deal with them creatively and caringly lovingly as individuals and as a community first and foremost at times like this when we are finding things hard so important that we're kind to ourselves and to each other that we do what we can to care for ourselves even the very basic things of having enough sleep if we can finding ways to improve our sleep if we need to having nourishing food having love and affection having time to appreciate the beauty that we are and the beauty that surrounds us having people to talk to and we have so many ways to do that now. And I'm grateful for this way that I get to talk to you. So I want to say a huge thank you to Sam and the whole Blown Bubbles team for having me. I'm really so grateful. So I really hope for you, wherever you are, whatever's happening around you as we are beginning this new part of our adventure together, you know that you're safe, you know that you're loved, and you know we'll get through this together. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. Okay.
Namaste. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Sarah McDougall. Sarah, have you, have, since you've been out um, in Dunedin, you must have been out to the Marae and then out, up to see the albatrosses. I have most definitely been to Tamatea and I just adore that Marae. I love it. I've been welcomed on. I've stayed a f- I've stayed over a few nights. I've gone to graduations and parties and weddings, and I just love that. I just love it. Yeah. I definitely have been to Tamati. I love that, Mariah. It was a great place to go. I've been welcomed. Oh, fantastic. It's so different. I went out delivering Labour Party, Māori Labour Party list pamphlets out there, and it's just totally different world, you know. It was, it's, you know, on the kaiki, so it's just, you know, there were queers sitting out there and having a fag and, like, or, or you know, on the road. It's just was a very different. And because there used to be about over 3,000 out there, living out there and it, even though it's smaller it still is, it is maintained a very different community isn't it mm. it's beautiful yeah i mean because rich people are moving in but i don't know if they're going all the way out there because it's 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 it, it's lease it's it's maori owned so you can't mm. can't buy it out can you oh which is very good it is very very good yeah yeah yeah, Karatai, Tafri. I knew Tafri around the corner. He was, I knew Tafri. I knew his mum. He shared fish. <laughs> that's, um, I think that's one of us. Uh, I'm, I'm working for a Māori organisation up here in the North Island, and that's one of the things that I've come to realise, a thing I've taken for granted my whole life, is the sharing of kai. It's so normal and so natural, but actually it's, yeah. it's really not normal and natural for a lot of people. Hey. Well, monarchy tongue, isn't it? Be generous, share, you know. You keep it if you give it away. Just why be mean? Why yeah. grab onto things? Yeah. I'm part of, there's a Pākehā thing going around in the community as well, which is a sharing it's, it's, which is buy nothing Otago Peninsula, which is oh. a really good thing. So I do I do a heap of that. I got given pearls. I got given a, a my husband got given a bike. We you know it's like if you 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 share things and you just give them away. People give you things. It's a really nice thing. So you don't buy things or filling up the the you know the 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 garbage the 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 tip. It's a nice thing to be doing. It is. And I've got friends. That's where I was today. I was out with my mates, and they're friends I've met through um, Buy Nothing. Sarah, we've seen lots of changes in society over the the last, do I have to say three years? I'm going to say three years. It seems that's, that's, that seems crazy. Over the last while of the pandemic, what do you think is going to stick? And perhaps more importantly, what do you hope will stick? Well, I think that, you know, what is most important to you and sussing out like, you know, essential workers, like being polite and kind to, you know, those working in the supermarket and the cleaners and definitely the nurse and the nurses, just appreciating, switching the table 
around who is important and essential for how, how you're getting on and what are you sharing. So I think what will stick will, I hope, will be that you get to think about what is really important to you in life and um, slowing down a bit. Yes, it certainly was a shock to a lot of people when it, when they discovered that they weren't essential. Yeah. Yeah. But we got we were pretty good at rushing back to being busy. How can we how can we capture that? How how can we grow that 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 taking stock time, that 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 slowing down? Well, let's change. Iceland have got a four-day week. You know, I'm all for that and shorter hours, work from home, and 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 they're far more um, productive. That that their workers throughout they've done they've changed their law so that it's only a four-day week and people do more stuff, and um, you know, make more stuff. Slogging out, putting the hours in something you don't want to do is just a wreck of a life. Have a life, basically. But the the rushing around, being busy, having lots of money to to buy stuff is is pretty appealing. And we and you're talking about addictions before. We're pretty addicted to it. Yeah, but you know we can change. People can change. You can get used to change. What about the you know people have changed to bunging on a mask now, haven't they? And signing in. I mean, we're we're very adaptable as human beings. We can we can do different stuff. Ins I mean, as soon as you say you've got to change and do something different, you can get in fear and think, no, I don't want to. I resist it. Always thinking it's going to be horrible. But then once you start doing it, it's all right. We can change. What about now? We've got Maori on national radio. That last guy and he's gone, but he was gorgeous and fluent. And that was you know Kangaroo that um. What's that um, guy's name who started Kangaroo? Because she was saying cure it at Telecom and they didn't like it. So now, from when I first came here, the amount of Māori on radio and TV as normal, that has really changed since I've been here. And I love that. And I've noticed that change too, Sarah. And even, um, you know, like I think about my Auntie Kyla, who has uh, moko kawai, uh, and, you know, like she, she got her moko kawai many years ago and the way that people looked at her and behaved towards her compared to now I have mine and and, um, and our uh, physical expressions of our culture are no longer frowned upon as badly as they used to be. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Oh, my gosh, it does, but not nearly like it used to. Yeah. And what about all the glee from, you know, indigenous peoples when that young woman was on TV reading like the the regular news? You know, I love that because it's not just me, she's saying, in the Mokokoa, it ain't just me. It's all the, the, the women behind me and all those to come. And we're here, whereas we weren't here. So, exactly. yeah, uh, yeah, I'm really happy about that. Wearing a mask is funny, though, because you you lose your identity as a wahine momoko. As soon as you put a mask on, it's gone. 
and yeah. it, that's that's kind of weird you get used to being you get used to being perceived a certain way in the community and then then it's gone and and you and you're not treated the same way well it ain't gonna be forever It'll only be a mm -hmm. short time it's gonna pass maybe give it five years and that's there for a lot longer yeah exactly yeah and in our history forever yeah Sarah, we've learnt lots, or we, yeah. there's, there's lots of opportunities to learn from the pandemic and the pandemic response. What do you think we can learn for the bigger sorts of problems that we face? And I'm thinking of things like what's well, climate change or, or, or social justice or biodiversity. Can we take stuff from how we've responded for that? Well, just keep doing one thing. Just change one thing, you know, get like i've been slack this week because i didn't have the bottles in the car but like get glass get your milk in a glass bottle change something i think about you know we go a bit veg, you know we have meatless meals i had moussaka i made a gorgeous veggie moussaka yesterday and that's normal it's not like ooh, it's got no meat in it but do, do one thing different this week and then next week do one thing different you know just do one thing that's different that'll help the planet compost grow your own veg i like the idea of just changing one thing each week because that each week that's easy to do but they'll yeah they'll they'll add up what about we've got a counselor he puts out two bags of rubbish a year and they're quite I little mean, bags. They're quite little possible. bags too. We can change is possible. I'm living proof. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take the second of your music choices. The first one was short and this one is long. Fat Freddy's Drop, Blackbird. Why this one? Because I love Fat Freddy's. They're just fantastic. I just love dancing to them. And... Um, yeah, they're, they're just ultra to me. And we used to go on um, quite big road trips with Ewan's mum. She's She died just before the pandemic. And um, she loved Blackbird. She'd have it booming in the back. And i say, is that too loud for you, Joyce? And she'd go, oh, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, we love her.
it in. Sarah, I have some questions to end the show with. What is the biggest yep. success you've had in the last couple of years? Uh, my fan of um, United. We had a bit of a stranger and a hiccup for a time, and that's all healed. So that is the best, biggest, best thing because it is all about Farno, isn't it? If that hurts, everything hurts. If that's right, everything's right. Yeah. And they've managed to hold it together through the disruptions of the last couple of years? Yeah. My son fell in love with a young girl who went back because her granddad was dying in England, and my son was just went over there. He went to England, tasting her. And he took my engagement ring and he took her in between their lockdowns to Scotland and got on his knees at the old Scottish castle of the McDougals and said, would you become a McDougal? And she said, <laughs> yes. And then they sort of worked to come back and they're, they're back in his house and they're getting married next year. That's cool. I don't know why I said that, but I'm happy about <laughs> that. We are writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people doing good work. You are in that team. What's your superpower? Oh, blimey. I like people. I used to hate them, and now I like them. <laughs> I like people. That's a good one. Do you consider yourself to be an activist? Um, no, I'm just human. And not being a mean person is um, just don't be a mean person. These are good little lines. So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? My darling, with breakfast in bed. Every morning. In sickness and in off, he always brings me my breakfast. And I just sit here meditating with my old homemade jam on toast and a cup of tea, looking at the birdies on the tree and the sea and the mountains. And I just feel so grateful I'm here. And I'm just so glad I'm here. Yeah, so that's what gets me out in the morning. My darling. <laughs> So what challenge or opportunity are you looking forward to in the next year or so? Well, I want to get this writing out and I want to get a compilation of my poems and I'd like to get a compilation of all my plays. Time of compilation. And of course I'd like I'd like the I'd like to see more of the more of the children. The adult children. And lastly, 50, 40, 30. Lastly, go on, I'll shut up. No, I was just thinking about 10 year gaps for all, all the children. Yeah, well, I like to pace myself. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? Um, only give it if you're asked. If you're asked. You're going to have to explain that one. 
well, I hate being told what to do or, you know, bossed around, which is probably why I work for myself. So if someone, I, and I ask a specific person to give me some advice only because I've asked them, do I like receiving it? So basically, I don't think it's a good thing to give out advice unless someone asks you for it because otherwise you're being a right nosy, bossy parker. Thank you for that. Moera. Those are words to live by, I think, Sarah. And um, I think this has just been such a lovely interview. And thank you for your beautiful openness, your open-mindedness, and for the beauty that you have brought to our world. And the amazing children you've made by the sounds of it too. <laughs> so it <laughs> oh, is wonderful. Um, yeah, and well, who could, that? that's not surprising, you know, 25 minutes talking to you on the radio, and I can see why. So thank you very much for um, for your commitment to the arts and for all the beautiful work that you do, and keep up the good work and good luck with your book. Oh, kind. Thank you very much. This has been a nice thing to do. We are going out to a London song. Let's go out to Flanders and Swan, A Transport of Delight. You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We're broadcast on Otago Access Radio every Monday, Wednesday and Friday afternoons at three and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, with Mawera Karatai in Fakatani. And from Broad Bay, we've been joined by Sarah McDougall. That was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. I must be Michael Flanders. We write songs. Donald Swan here writes the music, I write the words. Some of these songs you may possibly have heard in reviews at Glyndebourne and so on. <laughs> others, others you're less likely to have heard unless you've patronised this palace of culture before. They're the ones we write that we like to sing ourselves. That's what we're still going to do. We, uh, we feel we're following this trend towards uh, simplification in the theatres, you know. There have been uh, reviews without scenery, been reviews without costume. This is a review without scenery, without costumes, except what Moss Bros is very kindly known to us. <laughs> Even without a cast, which does make everything very much easier, we find also cheaper. This uh, up the, uh, it's up the back here, I draw your attention to, is not a curtain, it's a photograph of a curtain by Tony Armstrong Jones. <laughs> welcome. Welcome from both of us to our Farrago. Eke out our imperfections with your thoughts, to coin a phrase. Think, think when we talk of horses that you see them printing their proud hoofs in the receiving earth. I don't think we do actually talk of horses. <laughs> this song isn't about horses. Uh, this one is about buses. Well, buses we've all seen. Great big red things rushing about. We had one outside here, actually, about uh, 20 minutes ago. Did you see it? I did, yes. With private on it, looking very lost. <laughs> I, I can remember when it was a general. <laughs> this was uh, long... Uh, <laughs> If you laugh and applaud, it means you're terribly old and we have to go terribly slowly. <laughs> omnibus, my friend Mr Swan informs me, comes from the Latin, omnibus.
meaning to or for, by, with or from everybody, which is a very good description. <laughs> this, uh, well, this song is uh, about a bus. It's wittily subtitled, I thought of this, A Transport of Delight. <laughs> Some people like a motorbike, some say a tram for me, or for Bonnie, or Lonnie. They to lay them down and deem such means of locomotion seem rather dull to us, the driver and conductor of a London omnibus. Hold it tight, please, ting ting. Hold it tight, please, ting ting. When you are lost in London and you don't know where you are, you'll hear my voice calling both further down the car. And very soon you'll find yourself inside the terminus in a London transport diesel engine, 97 horsepower omnibus. Along the Queen's Great Highway, I drive my merry load at 20 miles per hour in the middle of the road. We they like to drive in convoys, we're most gregarious. The big six-wheeler scarlet painted London transport diesel engine, 97 horsepower omnibus. Earth has not anything to show more fair. Mine's there's Mine's there. Mine's Earth has not anything to show more fair. Any more fair, any more fair, any more fair, any more fair, any more fair. When cabbies try to pass me before they overtakes, I sticks me flipping hand out and I jams on all my brakes. Them jackal taxi drivers can only swear and cuss behind that monarch of the road. Observer of the highway code. That big six wheeler. Scarlet paper. London transport. Diesel engine. 97 horsepower omnibus. I stops when I'm requested, although it spoils the ride, so we can shout. Get out of it, we're full right up inside. <laughs> we don't ask much for wages, we only want fair shares. So, so cut, cut down all the stages and stick up all the fares. If tickets cost a pound apiece, why should you make a fuss? It's worth it just to ride inside. 30 foot long by 10 foot wide. Inside that monarch of the road. Observer of the highway code. That big six wheeler scarlet painted London transport diesel engine. 97 horsepower. 97 horsepower omnibus. Hold it tight, please. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.